And the biggest things of this week is we're going to talk about a lot about San Francisco real estate. We have all heard all the different things that are happening on the commercial real estate side. And but there's usually a bottom with things. And we are seeing we're seeing some pretty interesting activity with some very big players. Now, this does not mean that we're at the real bottom yet, but we may be closer to the bottom than people may think. And because of that, things don't go down indefinitely. They don't go down to negative numbers. They go down, get a bottom, and then, but you also have plenty of money that are saying, wait a second, this is now really interesting. When everything else is expensive, think about if you're an investor, what are the assets you can get into? You can get into stocks, you can get into bonds, you can get into residential real estate, you can get to many types of commercial real estate. Then there's opportunities where people say, look, this may be a little bit too low now. We need to start raising a lot of money. Let's take advantage of opportunities. And if you bet for the long term, you may do incredibly well. And so we're going to talk about two major institutions that are doing that in San Francisco now. And then we're also going to talk about uh, many of you grew up, especially in the Bay Area, we had a very big electronic supplier company called Fry's. I remember a lot of time that I would spend there looking at electronics, looking at the newest goods. You had all sorts of great things, and there are always large spaces. Now, unfortunately, Fry's went under many years ago, but they had always a lot of land. And think about all the Fry's locations. They were all very close to generally some sort of like major highway, and there were, it was a lot of space. And so we're going to talk about one company has bought one location of fries and what they're going to do with that space. You will see for yourself. Okay, let's first talk about San Francisco. A Buffett protege makes an offbeat bet by San Francisco real estate. Ian Jacobs, the center of a real estate clan, is bidding on near vacant San Francisco office buildings. So who is this Ian Jacobs person? I think you're going to see some familiarity. Jacobs is an heir of the Toronto-based Ripon Real Estate Dynasty, which made a fortune buying properties in nearly bankrupt New York City during the 1970s. He is a bargain-seeking stock investor who once apprenticed himself to Warren Buffett. Jacobs has mostly avoided the family business until now. The 47-year-old spent much of the time getting financial commitments from relatives and wealthy families to snap up office buildings, people familiar, people familiar said. Now, one of the biggest reasons is we all know San Francisco is at the epicenter of a national commercial real estate um, fallout. But because of this, there are many opportunities that are there. Think of the, take a look at this. He has already lined up commitments of $75 million for his first few deals. Uh, ultimately, he hopes to buy 3 million square foot of office space for a price of about 70% below what it would cost to build the properties. That's the that's the interesting part about about these things, right? So, at the end of the day, there is a value to it, even if it's completely vacant. Because if as long as you feel like at one point down the road and you have the longevity, as long as you can buy it, because if, if someone new wants to build something something at this point, there's some, there's a price per square foot to buy something. And so when it's getting to this point that it's so much cheaper just to own a building versus trying to build it from scratch. Then they see like, look, this is a great opportunity. I can do this. Now, as you can see, things will not turn. They're not saying things are going to turn around immediately. They are telling those investors that we're looking at a 10-year time horizon. But they are still very confident that tech will continue to come back in over a decade, within the next decade. And so you can see here, Jacobs has told investors it might take San Francisco 10 years to recover, according to his marketing materials. The key to this trade will be buying cheap 
which is right now, and holding on until tech companies ultimately return. So this is this is a huge value bet that they are making. Now, this is one example. Who's another example? BH Properties to open up acquisitions office in San Francisco. LA investment firm hires Peter Horn from Soma Capital to seek new opportunities. So why are they doing this? They've had done like look at history. Many of these people have done these kind of deals in different time periods. And history tends to repeat itself. So when there is distress, there is also lots of opportunities depending on which side of the cap table you are, right? Are you the people holding onto it? Then it's difficult. You're just trying to, you're either going to walk away from a deal or you're just trying to salvage it. At the same time, for those that have capital and they say, look, we can buy things at a very big discount, that's their opportunity. So take a look at this. Horn served Soma Capital for 11 years where he source structured and closed value add investments. And uh, now he's leading an acquisition team in the Bay Area. They did many of these different projects. Take a look at this. They bought a place for $65 million, a older former campus of Holy Names University in Oakland Hills. Now the candidates can arrange for many schools. Campus contained 19 buildings, et cetera. So the idea is, look, they've already made these different plays throughout different parts of the Bay Area. And so clearly, while a lot of people in the news will say there's lots of distress, there are going to be more and more of these firms that will be the people that will scoop up these projects. So just be mindful of that as time progresses. It may not be the bottom per se, but as you can see with these numbers that are starting to show, it becomes a lot of interesting opportunities for people to get in to these places. So whether it's the bottom or not, we'll see, but uh, certainly lots of more activity of people saying we're no longer catching a falling knife, especially if they're in this case, buying it for such a big discount. And last but not least, let's talk about the uh, uh, Fry's Electronics. Tech company buys Shutter Fry's Electronics located in San Jose. Let's take a quick pause. Which company do you think has the interest and the ability to do this? Is it a big tech company? It is a big tech company, but it not be what you may think. Uh, the winner of this or the person that bought this, this week, NBC Barrier Learned tech company Supermicro has bought the site. The company reported paid $80 million in an all-cash deal. All right now, we'll see what happens to this site, but Supermicro has been around in the Bay for a long time. They built a new offices, kind of looks like the White House-ish uh, with their big pillars next to um, next to the highway. It's off of Brokaw right now. So this is actually really close to where they are at. Uh, a location wise it's, it's basically i think it's across the highway from them but it's a really look close close location so who knows maybe they're still expanding because they are building basically these racks for very like kind of a, at volume kind of discount prices relative speaking and because that industry has continued to do well they have done well so interesting to see good to see but when these close, they either can turn into opportunities for other tech campuses if they're still very bullish about growth, or they can hopefully rezone some of these, which is a much harder, complicated thing, and use that for residential space. So that is it for the week. If there's any questions or if there's any other topics you want me to go over, let's go over it. But these are the things I want to highlight for this week. I'll see you next time.